I've been waiting 23 years to say that. Ah, here we are, ready to go. Recording is good. Volume is good, I guess. I have never quite figured out why it like increases and decreases my volume automatically based on I don't even know what, so hopefully I don't spike out. <laughs> well... You can only go with what you have, and obviously someone down there is going to be like the first couple seconds anyway. <gasps> yeah, probably blowing everyone's ears out. Yep. I'd rather be blowing something else out. Oh, Ooh. I don't... <laughs> Sadness. <laughs> oh, God, this is the FBI's Most Unwanted, and I'm Matt. <laughs> I'm Justin. And today we are talking about season four, episode eight, titled Tun Episode. So we see all the big characters we, besides Mulder and Scully. We see Skinner and Krychek and the Smoking Man and the Well Manicured Man and Marita Covarubias and even Agent Pendrel. We see him too for a minute. <laughs> so big, big, beefy episode. So beefy. Almost as beefy as Skinner. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Between Skinner being ripped and seeing Mulder's, like, outline of his dong, like, this show is just awakening such weird things in me. <laughs> it is, uh, it's thirsty. It's got <laughs> Mulder and Scully and Skinner. It's very, very thirsty. It's all yeah. the thirst. <laughs> uh, this episode, uh, was thought up by the writers when they were trying to think of a big and fun canvas to tell, tell stories. So they wanted to broaden the plot even more, which is why they uh, introduced the Russian gulags and the idea that the Russians were experimenting with the black oil separately from the syndicate. Um and this is an idea that can, so they were like, you know, it's it's like an arms race and it's because the Cold War is over, but kind of still going on now with this alien stuff. And this is a, a new idea that they kept going into the fifth season and into the first movie. So that was a pretty big thing introduced. And uh, also the idea for the black oil being hidden in meteorites in Antarctica was um, inspired by NASA's announcement. Hills 84001 meteorite, which uh, was... I don't think that ever came to be true. I'm not sure. I should find out if that was a true thing or not. I don't what know about Japan? That they, they seem to have found something now. Yeah, yeah, uh, who knows, who knows, there's something going on out there, and of course the name Tunguska is related to Russia and the idea of the Tunguska Blast, uh, 
made most famous by Ray mentioning it in Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that is a, a huge meteorite hit Earth in Russia. And presumably that's where the Russians got their black oil. Um, is from the big meteor that hit in the Tunguska region of Russia. All right. So this episode uh, starts off kind of in the middle of the narrative because uh, Scully is testifying before a Senate select committee to be questioned about the whereabouts of Fox Mulder. Uh, one of the senators is Senator Sorensen. He is played by Fritz Weaver, who people may recognize from a very famous episode of The Twilight Zone uh, called The Obsolete Man. Oh, okay. Do you know The Obsolete... Yeah, he is the uh, uh, general or he, he's the military guy that is going to declare Burgess Meredith obsolete and get stuck in the apartment with him when the bomb is supposed yeah. to go off. Okay. Ro yeah, Romney <laughs> Wordsworth obsolescence. You are a librarian. That's a great episode. Now I want to watch that. <laughs> um, Hooray for Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah, Twilight Zone. So uh, basically Scully's like, no, I, I'm not going to tell you where he is. And she tries to tell them about the conspiracy. She starts to read a prepared statement. And they're like, no, that's, that's <laughs> not got anything to do with anything. In typical United States government fashion, they're like, no, 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 no. We, we, just, want to, we just want the question answered that we asked you. We don't want to know about any deep state alien conspiracy shit. <laughs> we already know all that. I mean mean what <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but then we flash back to 10 days earlier and it is at the honolulu airport and a fella is returning from the republic of georgia uh hey matt here uh something weird happened right here where uh, a bunch of audio didn't record, but basically, you know, it, it's me, number one, explaining that this guy is returning from the Republic of Georgia and, you know, Justin and I having that conversation and how the guy is pulled into a side room and they open the container that he's carrying and it contains apparently... Um, some hazardous material he says it contains hazardous material and then we make a bunch of jokes about how this guy that is working for the for the customs or whatever apparently can't properly handle hazardous material and has had no hazardous material training i don't know why any of that recorded uh, didn't record rather, but I had to jump in here and let you know. Otherwise, there would be a really strange jump in our conversation that wouldn't make any sense. Okay, back to the regularly scheduled episode. Uh, or or uh, like used needles off to, you know, disposal and stuff like that. So we get biohazard training. You don't just go, what's this? And then just drop it on the floor. <laughs> it's like a fucking dumbass oops i dropped this biohazard <laughs> and and then um so uh yeah the black oil comes out of it and they get 
alienized and um it's a very very simple cgi special effect but it always makes me uncomfortable probably there's just there's like a a very body horror thing about it when you can see the oil moving up under their skin like they have slugs inside of them (laughs) it i got the same vibe the first time i saw the mummy and uh, mm-hmm. They do the scarabs under the skin. It's like, Ugh. <laughs> Ugh, I don't like it. It's gross. <laughs> <sighs> uh, so we hop all over the place, and now we hop to New York City, and Mulder and Scully are taking part in an FBI raid against a domestic terrorist group. Uh, just a little behind-the-scenes thing. Uh, since I know that you have worked on movie sets, I want to, I want and TV sets. I want to tell you what this was like. Uh, they had only one night to film it. It required 60 individual film setups oh, split shit. between three camera crews working simultaneously. Oh, God. And by dawn, only four of the 60 required shots had not been filmed, and they had to finish four more shots on a soundstage. Ouch. <laughs> that sounds like a long fucking night. That is a nightmare and a half. <laughs> Yeah. Um, So Mulder says that uh, he's been receiving receipts uh, from an anonymous source that basically are pointing towards people buying bomb making materials. And they strap up and they fight this domestic terrorist group. And it turns out that the tipster on the inside who had been sending all the receipts was our buddy Alex Krychek, who obviously Mulder and Scully are not happy to see. Uh, But the terrorists, they released him from the missile silo where he had been trapped all the way back in the 16th episode of the third season (laughs) titled Apocrypha. It took Um, me a minute to remember Krychek. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He says he's turned against the smoking man and that he wants to help Mulder and Scully expose more secrets and more terrorist groups. And so they uh, sort of trust him and he takes them to Dulles International Airport in uh, Washington, D.C. And he's like, there's going to be somebody here you're going to want to get. He's got something very important. And they chase this guy through the airport. And all I could think is if I saw somebody running in an airport right now, like if I was at the airport, I would find the nearest exit and leave. I'd be like, I don't want to be in this airport anymore. Not only that, <laughs> Something but bad is going to happen. Not only that, but chase. what's funny about this scene was just like they're chasing the guy down the hallway and the guy's going out of his mm-hmm. way to push other people over that weren't even in his path. Like, he had a clear path. And there's, like, a woman just dex. <laughs> You're right! She wasn't even the way. She was, like, to his right or his left. And he was running right past her and just made a point to shove her yeah. as hard as he could. As he just, like, <laughs> dude, why? I make It would make sense if you were, like, pushing over something to, like, block the way or get, make, like, some. But you literally just, like, took four steps to your left and... Push the woman. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so he's carrying a, a pouch from Russia. And he drops it. He, he, he gets away, but he drops the pouch. And it seems like that all that is in the pouch is a rock. So 
Mulder takes Crycheck to Walter Skinner's high rise apartment where we see <laughs> ripped shirtless Skinner. Yeah. Uh, who also is not happy to see Crycheck because Mulder's like, hey, uh, I need a safe house for him. And Skinner's like, oh, yeah, he'll be safe here. Punches <laughs> him in the gut and says, well, relatively safe. Drags him out to his balcony and handcuffs him outside. And apparently it's cold because Crycheck is like, I'll freeze to death out here. And Skinner's just like, well, then think warm thoughts and goes back inside. The amount of abuse Crycheck takes in this episode is hilarious. Yeah, he's a bad guy. He kind of has it coming. It's just every um, once in a while, they're like in the middle of something. like, so you're going to leave me in the dark? Punch him in the face. <laughs> yeah, especially later. Uh, when they're in the car. <clears throat> um, so, uh, yeah, they, and so, uh, Mulder and Scully, they take the rock to Dr. Sachs. And fun thing about Dr. Sachs, he's played by an actor called Malcolm Stewart. He was in three other episodes before this, not as the same character, just the actor. He was in the pilot. He was in the second season episode titled three and he was in the third season episode titled Avatar. All right, then. Malcolm Stewart. Yeah, Malcolm Stewart. Also a graduate of the University of Vermont, right down the road from where Woo! we both live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Represent. And Dr. Sachs basically... Yeah. And Dr. Sachs just tells them, like, uh, looks like a uh, four billion year old meteorite. Uh, maybe it contains fossilized alien bacteria. We'll find out. And then the next day, Skinner, he's leaving his apartment and the smoking man comes up. And the smoking man is like, so I hear Mulder and Scully have uh, a diplomatic pouch from Russia. And Skinner, he doesn't lie. He just goes, I have no idea what you're talking about. And the smoking man is like, that's weird. They're your subordinates. Shouldn't you know what they're doing? And he's like, I... I don't know what you're talking about. I'll I'm surprised get he, didn't back yell, to you. He, he didn't yell like, you realize who you're talking about, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. Um, but basically, it's it's sort of a distraction because the courier who had the pouch the night before, he breaks into Skinner's apartment. Uh, but he realizes somebody is on the balcony and when he goes outside, Krychek, who is handcuffed to the banner, has thrown himself over the edge of the balcony to try to hide. But the guy leans over the balcony anyway and sees him and Krychek grabs a hold of him and heaves him off the edge and he falls 17 stories and dies. Good times. Um, not my idea of like a fun thing hanging there by one arm locked in a handcuff off of a balcony. Also, just the amount of body strength I would have to take to try and hoist him over the edge. To lift that dude over the edge, like while he's just hanging there by one arm. Like, I don't know about, I think it, I probably just because of the surprise angle, like grab him and pull and the guy probably is too surprised to even like try to save himself is probably yeah. what it comes. He just 
losing his basically betting on him like being surprised and losing his balance yeah because all that i was thinking was like how did his arm not fall off or like how he's how does he still have any function left in that hand oh i know because he hangs there for a while too but we'll get back to that because uh next they we meet back up with dr Sachs, who's trying to cut the meteorite up uh, but he cuts it and the black oil bukakis onto his face shield <laughs> and penetrates his biohazard suit and gets all up in his eyes like alien jizz. Hot. Uh, yeah. And he goes into a, a coma. And uh, meanwhile, yeah, uh, Mulder shows up. Well, Mulder and... and Scully are on their way to where Dr. Sachs is and Skinner calls Mulder and he's like, get over here. Uh, there's police at my apartment trying to explain why there's a dead man uh, that hit the ground. And <laughs> so back at Skinner, the, the police are like, oh, hey, and who are you? And he's like, I, I'm Walter Skinner. I'm an assistant director at the FBI. And the cop is like, oh, Oh, I'm sorry, sir. We must have gotten some wrong information. We, I, I was told there was a man hanging off of your balcony. Uh, and Mulder sneaks into the building, goes upstairs, uh, pulls Krychek back over the balcony, and is like, "Come on, we're 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 gonna get out of here so Skinner doesn't get in trouble." First of all, the cops are dumb because if you like, why would you leave the guy hanging off the banister in general, like? He's in plain view for everyone right. else. If you heard there was a guy, if there's a guy hanging off the banister and everyone can see him, and this police officer has been told there's a guy hanging <laughs> off that banister, they didn't go get that guy they off that banister? They just left him there like, while they were like, ah, yes, dead body. We should handle this first. It's not like Mulder it's not like, I mean, yes, handle the body on the ground, but it's not like Mulder instantaneously appeared there. He said himself he had to take a taxi. They had plenty of time to go yeah. find Crycheck on the balcony. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, so, um, Mulder, he goes to New York and he visited, visits Marita yes. Covarrubias. Uh, and she says, he go because she's a a diplomat and everything. He's like, Hey, there's like this pouch and it came from Russia and there's something weird in it. Can you help me? And so she does. And she, she makes some phone calls and she finds out that the fragment originated from the Russian province of Krasnoyak. Uh, I can't say this at all. And I'm sorry to anybody who's listening who's in Russia. Although you probably aren't because fucking your government locks down anything and everything that they don't like. Which probably includes us. <laughs> Woo! Hot topics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and... The, uh, she gives him documents to travel 
And so he goes back downstairs and this is what you're talking about where he goes inside and goes into the car and Crychek's like, where have you been? And Mulder just punches him in the face as an answer. <laughs> First thing. <laughs> and so then they go to the airport and it's even funnier because he says to Crychek because he's getting out to go to the airport and Crychek's like, where are you going and he's like i'll leave the window down and if i'm not back in a week i'll call agent scully and have her bring you a doggy bowl of water (laughs) he's just gonna leave it there in the parking lot at the airport handcuffed to the inside so ridiculous like he's not gonna get noticed handcuffed inside the car at the airport but okay yeah, that's like weird. Like I'm sure most like it'll take a little bit. Like a couple people are like yeah, that's kind of weird. But then after like a day, you think like security would be patrolling. It's like huh, that guy's been sitting in that car all and he's day. He's probably going to be screaming at everybody that goes by. Help! Yeah. I'm locked in this car, handcuffed to the steering wheel. <laughs> Uh, but uh, Mulder realizes that uh, Krychek can speak. Russian because his parents were uh, Russian immigrants and so he's like okay you're useful you're gonna come with me and they go to Russia uh, meanwhile oh there's a lot going on there's a lot of meanwhiles in this yes. episode uh, the well manicured man he's hanging out in Virginia watching presumably his granddaughter ride horses and the smoking man pulls up <clears throat> And uh, basically the smoking man tries to tell him that there's a problem and he realizes that Mulder has gone to Russia and the well-manicured man uh, basically just chastises the smoking man for not being uh, good at his job. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, in here somewhere in all of this, uh, Scully and uh, uh, Pendrel go to the NASA laboratory and they realize Dr. Sachs is alive and that they need to do something to help him, but they don't know what's wrong with him. Uh, And then Scully and Skinner get subpoenaed to appear before that panel over the missing pouch, which is the panel we saw at the beginning of the episode. So they don't repeat that part. But they go to uh, Sorensen's office as well, and Scully just won't give up where Mulder is because she's afraid it will uh, put him in danger. And so then way over in Russia, Mulder thinks that the, the meteorite probably was part of the Tunguska event. Um, holy shit, I'm reading here. The Tunguska event was a 12 megaton explosion that flattened. I knew it was a great big explosion from, uh, presumably when a, uh, a meteorite hit flattened over 80 million trees. (laughs) Holy shit. Shit. Uh, and I don't, I have no sense of space. It says over an area of 2,150 kilometers squared. I don't know what that means. Uh, 
I'm going to say that's a lot. It's a lot, apparently. Um, yeah. Uh, and that happened in 1908. <clears throat> and the, the two men, they find a, a slave labor camp. And they're captured and they're thrown in the gulag. And in the gulag, uh, Krychek is maybe being kind of a double agent because they're being questioned. And Krychek speaks Russian, obviously, and Mulder does not. And Krychek tells Mulder what he is saying to the Russians. But then a guy in the next cell says to Mulder that Krychek is telling the guards something different than he's telling Mulder. And that yeah. Mulder shouldn't trust him. Uh, but the guards, they come and get... Uh, well, and the, the, the prisoner also tells Mulder, he's like, people, they get captured here. Or they get captured and they're brought here and they do experiments on us. And the like as soon as he says that, guys burst in, grab Mulder, inject him with something, and Mulder passes out or goes to sleep. And when he wakes up, he is in just a huge room tied to a board, held down with chicken wire. Uh, and he's... In, there's like dozens of other people in the same room with him all the same way. And they're all screaming. And there's like a, like a presumably like a Joseph Mengele type mad doctor. there, like looking on and they all get black oil dumped onto their face and Mulder. Uh, the episode ends with, you can see the black oil going into his eyes. He's being taken over by the, the aliens. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> it's, I mean, these like episodes that are all, that are all like, that's like part of the bigger picture are always so interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode cause it's like, oh, sweet. Get to see like some more alien stuff and the, uh, we get to see what happens with the, with the goo and knowing that Mulder is now infected with it. Yeah. Like, the thing that's been like the biggest caveat throughout most of the series so far uh, that we still don't know too much about. Uh, it really makes me very happy and excited to watch the next episode. Uh, I, the, I overall give this episode probably like in the A A minus. It probably, but actually, I would probably go A minus only because of the small. Uh, only because of the small bits of just the what we were talking about, just weird booking of actors of like the carrier knocking someone over for no reason, the dumb cops. Yeah. Uh, like other than that, it's a solid, like history, like a solid, like story piece. And I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked for the next one. Yeah. I'm, I, I like this one. My only takeaway from this episode, the only thing that knocks it down is it's hard to talk about episodes that are part of a two part story arc kind of on their own yeah um so like i think i would give this one an a minus simply because no yeah probably an a minus is good and i actually think even though it's part of a two-part arc it's got one of the better cliffhangers like Mulder being uh, like if I'm thinking about the nineties and about uh, like how they used to do cliffhangers in, in stories, 
this one at least was <clears throat> Mulder gets infected one week and the next week you get to find out. It's still a pretty strong cliffhanger because something really bad is happening to the main character. The only one I can think of, not even from the X-Files, but where something is really bad happening to the main character is at the end of one of the seasons of Star Trek Next Generation, and I can't remember which season it was, which is really bad, but I'm drawing a complete blank, when Jean-Luc Picard gets captured by the Borg and gets assimilated and yeah. turned into Locutus, and Will Riker orders the Enterprise to destroy the Borg ship that Jean-Luc is on. But that was the end of a season. You had to wait a whole year to find out what happened to Jean-Luc. Well, that, that's the other so. thing that's always weird because this is part of, like, midway through a season where, like, normally these kind of arcs feel yeah. more like you're ending, a, you're ending a season and then the next season will pick up, like, it's not even a, it's not even the midway point of the season. Yeah, it's just there. <laughs> yeah, it does seem almost like you could end the season right there and pick up the next season, but they pick up the very next episode. So, yeah, that's Tunguska. Uh, the second part next week's episode is titled Termina, which not is Latin for. I was going to say, not, it's not like the video game, right? <laughs> There's a video game called Termina where no, it's like... not like a, the video game. I think it's like a like a survival game. That's all I know about it. Hmm. Yeah. Probably. So yeah, Termina is next week's episode and uh, the conclusion of this little bit of storyline. So... Enjoy that one, everybody, and we'll catch you next time. Later. The FBI's Most Unwanted is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. Find the flagship Two Broke Geeks podcast wherever you download podcasts or online at twobrokegeeks.com. You can find the Atomic Geekdom Network at atomicgeekdom.com. Our artwork is by Justin Kowalski. You can find him on Twitter at J underscore Rocka. Our theme music is by Tony Longworth. You can find him on Twitter at Tony Longworth or on Facebook, Tony Longworth Dark Composer. You can help out the podcast by subscribing and leaving us a review. Thanks.